some nice gurgling in the background. <laughs> some sizzle. Yeah. Ooh, hey, this hey, isn't sizzle sticks, baby. This is something else. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to a special little episode of Give Me Attention or Give Me Death. Uh, I am here with Mr. Matt Minigel. Matt, say hello. <laughs> Yeah, it's picking up. Oh, yeah. This is... Uh, Hello. Is that cheese sizzling? That's grease. That's just pure grease? Yeah, I put that on there. Nice, dude. Yeah. This is the second podcast episode I've done where we've just put a mic to something sizzling. Really? That's why we named the show Sizzle Sticks. Huh. The whole episode one of that show is us being like, what the fuck do we call this? <laughs> and then Dan made mozzarella sticks and they were still huh. sizzling. We're like, hey. Nice. Uh, it's got a ring to it. It's good. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the whole theme song of Sizzle Sticks is the moment we are both like, Sizzle Sticks. <laughs> Sizzle Sticks. <laughs> but that's not what this is about. This no. special episode is about how Matt and I have decided to venture out as businessmen mm. and start our very own comedy label called, Can I Get, Can I get a Sizzle Roll, Please? Yeah. Dead and mellow. <laughs> There's oil all over the fucking microphone now. No, that's fine. It's not yours. No, but it's hot, and I'm going to put my lips in there. Yeah? <laughs> I was joking because it's fucking mine. <laughs> <laughs> when you're down to one shoe, you need to keep these microphones oil-free. Yeah. Uh, that's all good now. It's all I good now, Daddy. Carry you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, Matt and I have started a comedy label, Dead and Mellow, where in 2020 we're going to start recording some of our favorite comics. We're starting in Boston, and then we're going to start traveling the country and recording some more folk. Yeah. 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 It's exciting. It is. I'm excited. Was, if you had listened, if you had any of you walking, <laughs> if, <laughs> if you listened through the uh, Very Sad Tour tapes... You would, uh, you wouldn't hear us coming up with this plan, but I believe you'd hear us being driven to it, though. Yeah, <laughs> someone did listen to our cake sport episode and said how much they enjoyed it. Really? Yeah, and I was like, okay, there you go. Hell yeah! That was so frustrating to record. <laughs> that was well, when I ate that entire cake. It was fun though. It was a fun night. Yeah, that was really that was a really good night. Just relaxing. Yeah. That was when we had our our own little apartment in Fargo, North Dakota. <laughs> we tried to go grocery shopping that day, and we had got all blitzed out on bank. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was a rough part of the day. Was when that bank kicked in, and we realized what that was going to do to us. We recover. We realized that we we're recovering addicts. Yeah, and I to this day nothing has hit me that close to that drug spot. As uh, having that bang after all those coffees. One thing did for me, and that was when we went gambling. Oh, yeah. We went, went to the horse track. <laughs> yeah. Dudes. <laughs> that was scary as hell, honestly. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to the label. We'll, we'll talk some other shit first. Because um, essentially, if I recall correctly, Matt brought up the idea that he wanted to do a label like on our way home from tour. Yeah, I think it was like we were already back in Haverhill, and you were like, "You know what I'm thinking about," or maybe it was like a few days after that. Yeah, it was right in the ballpark. Like we we were home, we were yeah, we just, had like just gotten back. Yeah, we're all amped up from a successful sad tour. Yeah, someone um, 
<laughs> it must have been right before we went out. Uh, it was my brother's uh, girlfriend who I had met for the first time. And he must have shown her, like, my web post or something. Because I was talking, well, all you do is act a very sad man. We're doing, we're booking, well, we're calling a very sad tour. And she was like, well, aren't you kind of, like, worried about putting the energy out into the universe? And I was like, no. And she was like, but if you, you know, if you're going out on this tour with the whole thought of, like, it's going to be very sad. And I was like, no. Our character is a very sad man. I was well, like, it's just a pun. Yeah, I mean, but also, if the universe wants to dish it out, the universe damn sure better take it. Well, you know? the universe has dished it out plenty. Exactly. If anything, yeah, let's give a little back. Putting to the, the only time we've really like been like, fuck it, we're sad, and went to it. That's the only thing the universe has been like, okay, you can have this. You yeah. can go be sad and <laughs> scream at everyone in America. Yeah. We're cooperating now. I mean, now we're just leaning into it. So yeah. That's all we can do. Uh, I did find a post I made from like three years ago where I first announced that I wanted to do a label called Dead and Mellow. Because mm. that was what I was doing my um, when I had repressed my old cassettes. Or, I don't know what you call it for cassettes. Not repressing. I guess re-releasing. I mean, yeah, it's something in that, yeah. in that ballpark, yeah. Uh, I had like started putting our logo, like the Dead and Mellow logo on the back. And I was like, oh, this was a fucking label. But now... And we had that, like, bro moment in the car when we were talking about it, and we both just, like, looked at each other like, wait, you had that idea, too? Yeah. Like, oh, dude, <laughs> we have to do it. it now is, we have to do it. It was a weird kismet of, like, I had just been wanting to do this, then you brought it up, and you're like, I've been wanting to do this for a while. And I was like, oh, shit, yeah, dude. <laughs> well, I've had that idea for years, too. How many just quesadillas like, are we going to eat? Oh, it's just easier to have them all here. You know, it's no leftovers this way. We don't have to eat them. It's just they okay. keep better this way. So you're just gonna make that many, and then we'll they're see really how good many cold. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just like I make them this way instead of leaving them in that bowl. So for context for all of you listening, Matt, I've been at Matt's house all day for seven hours, and he just for the first time asked if I was hungry, which yeah. of course I've been hungry this whole time. Look at me. I've been hungry this whole time too, man. I just figured, you know. You know, dude, we talked about this. If we're going to do this label, we have to have transparency of emotion. Yeah. We got to tell each other when we're hungry, when we're horny, when we're sad. Well, let's not tell each That's other right. every time we're sad. <laughs> that sounds like it would be a good country song, though. When I'm hungry, when I'm horny, when I'm sad. When I'm hungry, when I'm horny, when I'm sad. I just look at these pictures of my dad. Taught me all I ever knew. That'll be a text man as a song. Oh, God, yeah, dude. That'd be great. Man, I'm going to burn myself real bad. Yeah, dude, I'm watching, I'm watching Matt make us food, and it is a trip. It's a hoot. If you ever have a chance to let Matt make you food, you can just go ahead and get him to pretty easily, I guess. But anyways, this comedy label. Yeah. This is very exciting. <laughs> We've covered it? addiction. We've covered depression. Yeah. Food. Now, yeah. Well, listen, more importantly, we've been spending so much time working on this label. I don't have an episode for this week. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. So, it is, yeah, it's been a lot of time. It's been a busy fall. Dude, it's been crazy. Um, this, so, Matt and I had this idea in the car, and we said, you know, let's let's do this out. And then we yeah. spent a couple of nights in his basement just writing out plans, writing out strategies, finding merch pricing. 
Yeah. Um, and then we found someone that wanted to help back it. And then before we knew it, two weeks later, we owned a company. <laughs> yeah, we got registered as an LLC. We drafted up the contracts, and it was like, it got legit. We had to talk to lawyers. We yeah. had to, I mean, it's, I know I look homeless, but now it's like a look. Because now I'm a business owner. I am <laughs> technically homeless. I don't, I don't own a home. I, I don't know what my legal address is at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, this is not true, because I had to make sure it was the address we used for Dead and Mellow. Yeah. Which, you know, is, you know. But, yeah, dude. So, in January of 2020, we're going to start this up. We're going to record yeah. uh, one, uh, one of our favorite comics, Anobia Del Mar. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a fucking wild show. Yeah. I've never seen her do more. Like, I've, I know, like, I have, I've, she's done plenty of shows where she's done the hour. Yeah. But I've only ever been on shows there where she's done, like, 20 minutes max. So yeah. I'm excited to just, like, sit back and hear her rant for an hour straight. <laughs> this is going to be really cool. Yeah. Really, everyone we have right now, and just the whole plan of it to just be putting out records that should be out. Like, it's. Yeah. It's going to be sick. Because comedians. Yeah just don't have merch they mm. don't sell stuff and a lot of comedians and like that was like a couple of people that we signed brought that up to us of like they feel like if they showed up at a show with merch comics would turn their noses up at them yeah and to that i say you know fuck them well that's what got <laughs> like, me thinking about it more presently was with the tour every night we were like the only ones that showed up with merch and every night we cleaned up yeah and it was like how the hell does no one do this and was like, let's just do it. <laughs> let's yeah. do it for everyone. For me, it was a lot of when, when Matt and I played a noisebreaker together, uh, we would just sell buttons and stickers and made gas money every night. Yeah. And I was like, why the fuck don't comedians have buttons or stickers? Yeah. But just now that they thought do. of being able to introduce all these scenes to one another and like the way yeah. basically do what we did, but f- like spread that around. That's, it's a kind of a cool, it'd be really cool to pull that off and. If it actually, you know, everyone started talking and touring these roots and having records, it'd be sick. Yeah. I mean, why? I, I feel like so much of comedy is stuck to the old guard of 80s club comics, but it's fucking 2019. You can't really hope to make a splash in any sort of way or, like, give yourself longevity if you're just going to, like, I'm going to keep doing this five minutes over and over and over again until I finally get that late night spot so then I can get on those weekday shows I've always tried to get on. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then like maybe every three, maybe in four years, I'll record my first hour. Yeah. But then you look at, you know, punk bands. Yeah. When they have a half hour worth of songs and $20 to their name and you find two punk bands just splitting a seven inch or a 10 inch album for the sake of just two bands now have merged together. Yeah. And it's insane because it's so much harder with music. Like with music, you have to inevitably record a drum kit. Yeah, you gotta press those things. Like it's just putting you, on shows is harder. You generally at least have to pay one dude to yeah. make it for you. You can't just do it. Yeah, and with this, it's like well, this is like technically just so much easier. So, but know, if you're try. listening and you have the same idea, it's not that easy. So no, it fuck isn't. Off. I mean, it is proven that it's not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're starting to find out why it hasn't been done, but. Uh, <laughs> But it's still, it's like the premise of it. This is sick. These records should be heard. And yeah. These people should know each other. And fuck it, let's do it. We there's have nothing to do. There should <laughs> be this. a market for these things. They shouldn't yeah. have to wait to have an hour before you can have any merch out. 
Yeah. So now a lot of what we'll be doing is you'll see a lot of comics coming out with 15 to 20 minute sets, two comics per album. Yeah. And now you get, you know, you as a consumer, you're going to get a full hour of comedy. But now these people don't have to wait and burn an hour of material. Because if you don't know this about comedy, um, generally what will happen is someone will put out an hour and now you kind of consider that material burned. Like that, that material has gone. And it makes sense because you can't, yeah. you can't expect people to keep laughing as hard at the same joke. Yeah. Like you can go see your band and you want them to play everything off their first album because you fucking love that album. Yeah. But if you go to see a comic and he just does his first album, you're not going to laugh. Yeah. You might enjoy it, but you'll never go back. Yeah. <laughs> but now, you know, so many comics I know have like half hour, 40 minutes of material. This gives them a chance to burn off some of it. Yeah, and then do the rest of it still live, and well, now they have you know some gas money. Yeah, totally. And I wasn't explaining that for you. You understand that, right? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> you, I'm I know a business you understand. Man. Yeah, you're a business I'm man. A business owner. Yeah. <laughs> Although we aren't, you know, we're we're not going to be the face of the company. No. We did hire an, uh, an entertainment company to help be the face. Yeah. Uh, we hired Razzle Dazzle Entertainment. Yeah, they've been doing great things, giving us great pointers. Yep. Uh, Ronnie Razzle, he's a bit, a bit wild, a bit of a wild card. Yeah, and uh, he's a dude where he'll he'll yell a hundred words at you, and you can catch twenty of them, but that's all the only twenty you need. And of those twenty, ten of them are obscene and shouldn't be repeated. But yeah, the other ten, they're gold. <laughs> and then you get Donnie, and Donnie, he won't talk much. He'll just kind of pace around, smoking cigarettes in whatever building he's standing in. Yeah, but when he does talk, you better listen to Donnie. And he's got an ass on him that you would trust, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, not to, I mean, depends what you're doing with that ass. I'm yeah. not going to trust it to sleep on because that's a rock hard ass he's got. Well. You don't want to sleep on a rock well. a little, with a little poo geyser in the middle. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, I'm just, I'm going to burn the hell out of myself here in a second. Yeah, so. dude, you're, that's a lot. I know. I don't think you need that much grease on there between every, uh, this is a wild thing to watch. That's a lot of grease. It sure is, buddy. Only the best for you. Matt has essentially turned a flat skillet into a pool of grease. Hell yeah. And now he's cooking the fifth and sixth quesadilla. Yeah. So we're having a quesadilla marathon. Yeah. You may have, may have listened to Matt and I discuss Ooh. cakes over Bloodsport. But now this is dead and mellow, the quesadilla moment. <laughs> That's probably what this episode will be called. Yeah. Why, everything we've taped together has been food. It's nice. Yeah. Has it been ever? Yeah. Well, Just we had that one lugubrious one in the motel. I don't think we were comfortable eating yeah. in there. Plus, we'd spent all our food money <laughs> on the hotel. Well, we but, really uh, hadn't, though, because that's the thing, dude. It's like Matt and I, we went out this summer expecting to come back as like homeless men. Mm. But it was a good... We had a proof of, like, you can tour... Yeah. As a nobody comic in these cities where three people know you. And as long as you can leave pings behind, you can come back. It was kind of like, kind of sick to do that every night too. And, and see, like there were certain things we'd go into where we were like, this is going to be bad. Like there's no way yeah. we're coming out of this okay. But we just wouldn't, you know, you just don't accept that. And yeah, you just fight it hard. And we did that. And then by the end of it, it was like, this is sick. We, we made friends. We sold merch. We at least covered our way to the next town. Some of those days we ate three dinners. Yeah, dude, that was a piece. Oh man, it was awesome. If you're a comedian, and you want to go on the road. Just uh, 
eat protein powder until a club offers to buy you dinner. Yeah. That worked for us. That was the funny thing, though, is like the lean times were just as lean as yeah. as I would have expected. Like, it was funny. Like, that first night when we woke up at that Planet Fitness, and that morning I freaked out because I did the math on how much I was going to spend on coffee. Yeah, I, mean, I was I, seriously having a panic attack, dude. I that think was I was, bad. like, pissing outside the car, and you were just like, oh, my God, if I spend a dollar on a coffee every morning... Yeah, because I was like, we're going to be out for, what, it was like a month, right? And and I was like, I need generally, like, at home, when I'm doing nothing, I have, like, five cups in the morning just to fight back the depression, you know? <laughs> and I was like, with you, I have Red Bulls and five-hour energies and espressos and Stokes and shit on top of that. It's like, I'm, I'm looking at Wait 30. Wait a second, what does that mean? I keep pace, buddy. <laughs> we, we do this to each other. It's nice. <laughs> It's not like when I'm with you, dude. I need. Well, no, it's like we go out. We were always around people. Yeah, and there's they're all like comedians and stuff. But it's like I'm freaking depressed all the time. I gotta try to like smile. That is the old dead and mellow special. Is we just fucking pound a Red Bull before we show up somewhere. And I like to be tweaking a little before I go on stage. Like I like to be a little bit hyper aware, like borderline anxious, because it's it just helps for some reason. And uh, so whenever we're doing gigs, I have like a Red Bull, I have all that stuff. And I was doing it and I was like, I'll have like $35 a day for coffee. I also smoke cigarettes and will occasionally need to eat. <laughs> and that's just me. And then there's you and then there's gas and then there's anything else that happens, which at that point could have been anything, yeah. bail or hospital or anything. And uh, and the car, who the hell knows? You know. Yeah, <laughs> so, luckily uh, nothing happened on the road. Yeah. We had to just duct tape some stuff back to it, but... It worked out fine. But like to have that train of thought be the first thing in the morning and then the first night of the tour or the first morning of the tour and you're eating like protein powder for breakfast. That was one of those like, yeah, we made a choice. But we did. But then it worked. But we were smart that this time because we went to Indy in April for Yuck Fest. We didn't have any way to get the protein powder into water bottles. <laughs> so we made like a funnel out of an old check. Yeah. And that made a fucking mess, dude. We got, we got chocolate protein powder all over ourselves, all over the car. And it was like a torrential downpour. Dude. The one thing too, that I always forget about that is, uh, we did a check because we couldn't find a dollar bill. Yeah. We didn't have a dollar bill of any kind. No, I think it wasn't that like a dollar was too dirty. No, I think we just didn't have one. I think that was the irony of it was we were like, we wanted to do it like you would with Coke. Right. But we didn't have a dollar, which brought us back to why we were doing this in the first place. (laughs) And we were just, we laughed about it, but we went hungry that day. So this time we went out and we bought a (laughs) silicone funnel (laughs) so we could put it into the water bottles. (laughs) Oh, man. We were, like, looking around the automotive section of Walmart, like, yeah, this will do. Yeah. <laughs> this is fucked up. We could have gone to college. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And uh, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I listened to Cake Sport and I listened to The Case War, but I don't know what Matt's talking about with this uh, motel episode, scoot on over to the Patreon. Yeah. Because <laughs> I hid that behind a paywall, baby. <laughs> Um, business, business boy. <laughs> but now, I mean, now we're fucking real business boys, dude. Yeah, it's been really fun too. Like, it's been a hoot. Like, it's it's a lot, and it seems like it should be a lot. So it's like it's good. It all kind of checks out, you know. But it's like, 
it's just it's been sick like learning all this stuff and like seeing that it's actually kind of working and yeah and, and uh, seeing nice. the amount of excitement of pe- of like the people's man why did i word that so poorly <laughs> seeing the excitement of people <laughs> brings me joy <laughs> When we announced last Sunday, like, you know, put it all online, like, hey, we're a label. And then people just, you know, started going off and they were, they were pumped. And it worked that Bloodhound in there early. Yep. I like that. I felt much you, more babe. comfortable about things at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, it's, it's really wild to think about. And we're recording this on the, the four year anniversary of the first weekend of shows we did together. Oh yeah, it was uh, Matt and I got together years ago to do the Sad Man. Well, to do we didn't know what we were doing yet, but it turned into the Sad Man. It was originally just me doing sad music. I did put a poll out on Instagram with our headshot saying, "What should we be called now?" Oh, sweet! And the only response so far is Simon and Garfunkel, okay. which is taken. Yes, and then there's. Garfunkel and Oates, yeah. which is another comedy duo. Yeah. Um, there's my favorite 30 Rock joke of, uh, what do they call her? Barf, Fart Barfunkel. Yeah. Fart Barfunkel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Big, big Paul Simon's Bruises. What? That's our, that's our name, is Paul no, Simon's I got that Bruises. Part. Why? Because uh, he was beaten by his wife. He was beaten? Yes. I spent all this time thinking he beat up his wife. No. I hated his guts for years. Really? Yeah. No, he was he was beaten up. Oh, man. Wow. That Paul Simon everything. couldn't beat someone up. He's the, he's like a human mouse. Well, I thought, I don't know. I mean, he could still be an asshole of a mouse. I wonder if it was the same wife that he wrote Bridge Over Troubled Water for. Because <laughs> that would be ironic. <laughs> don't you think? Yeah. A little too ironic. They yeah. are thinking of Don McLean. He's a shithead. Really? Oh, the yeah. American Pie guy? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I forget what he did. Paul He's just a dick, I think, Simon. too, but I get those guys mixed up a little bit in terms of their criminal histories. Beaten by wife. This is a fun Google. Are you guys having fun on this episode? I'm having a blast. <laughs> oh, it's Edie Brickell. I forgot. That's who... That's, uh... Yeah, because, I mean, if you look at the him in court, too, he is a he is a broken man. Ah, that sucks. Singer-songwriter Paul Simon and his wife were arrested and charged with disorderly conduct, police said on Monday. Simon's 72 and Edie Brokell's 48? What? Whoa. Um, Their arrest was due to a rare argument. The couple married in 92, have three children together, held hands in their appearance in Norwalk Superior Court. The pair told the judge they saw no need for protective order and did not feel threatened by each other, according to the AP. The judge ordered the couple to record a... Oh, God. I'm sorry, you guys. Matt, you, you say something. Ah, okay, that's good. <laughs> that works for me. So people wonder why dead and mellow. Mm. Well, it's because essentially Edie Brickell is Simon, Paul Simon's third wife. Yeah, Peggy Harper. So that was Peggy Harper's must be what who Bridge Over Shovel Water is about. Okay, he was married to Carrie Fisher. Oh yeah, I remember hearing that. I thought that huh. was a myth. Wow. He divorced. He divorced her in 1984 after one year of marriage. Oh. Wow. Well, there's got to be. It sounds like there's at least three ways to leave your lover. 
Hey. Hey, <laughs> The pair, however, dated on and off for nearly a decade after the divorce. Huh. I wonder if that's what that song's about. Well, I think it was probably earlier than that. Could be. What do you think Cecilia is about? Probably about a woman named Cecilia that cheated on him. Yeah. Before Peggy Harper. Peggy Harper, isn't that just the lady from Mad Men? Oh, maybe. The uh, the redheaded lady? Yeah. I thought she was... um. the hell's her name? It's Peggy. Oh, the character? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen Batman. No, I don't think Peggy Harper, who was married to Paul Simon in 1969, <laughs> well, also know. played the young girl in Mad Men. That's why I was a little thrown by that. But well, okay, well, we'll get over it, just like a bridge over troubled water. So why Dead and Mellow, they ask. People will say mm. to me, they say, Alan, why why did you and Matt name your label Dead and Mellow? There's nothing funny about death or mellowing out. <laughs> I disagree. I'll say you're half right. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's. I would laugh a lot if I knew I could die soon. Yeah. <laughs> the oh, house be... was alive. <laughs> and the giant cat. Yeah, I love it. I love that you can quote the cat they had with me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I tried to quote it to Brianna the other day, and she looked at me like I was insane. It's the old osmosis of psychosis. Right here, <laughs> that's what's happening. Damn, dude, that's a good line. The osmosis yeah. of psychosis. <laughs> that sounds like a rapper or like a wrestler getting introduced. <laughs> the osmosis of psychosis. <laughs> but essentially... We feel like um, a label should do all the things that you shouldn't have to do. Yeah. Things that do need to happen, but you should never have to have to ha- make happen. Yeah. Have to have to make happen. Have yeah. to have a hunk of chunk of burner love. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So we want to be everything you don't have to be. So we can be yeah. dead and mellow and you can go rip it up. Yeah. Welcome to the plot. Baby. <laughs> I've also been enjoying... Posting stuff and saying things like "before we all mellow out tomorrow." Yeah, it's like a way of saying like dying using the phrase "mellow out." Yeah, like once that dude fucking mellowed out. <laughs> <laughs> like remember when David Carradine mellowed himself out in that closet? <laughs> oh, <God. Jesus>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> you need kung fu to hit that one. Jesus Christ, I'll just cut this part out. (laughs) (laughs) You know I won't. (laughs) No, you never do. Taylor Kravitz, I know you're listening to this. (laughs) That's how much my podcast is me directly interacting with Taylor Kravitz. Who is Taylor Kravitz? Uh, You know, the more people listen to my podcast, the more I get that question. Mm. He's just a buddy from high school. We're still very good buddies. In that case, then, yeah. All right. He's one that we were in Kickasserole together. Okay. That poster I got sent. Yeah. Have I met him? I no, you definitely haven't. I don't think he's been. He he rarely comes home. And when he does, it's for you know, five days in the over like Christmas or whatever. Yeah. But uh, anyways, that's enough about Taylor Kravitz. Yeah. You all know Taylor Kravitz. We all know Taylor Kravitz. Oh, do you want to start eating these things, man? We should finish this first. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, we figured I'd offer. And you brought up waiting eight hours, and now fucking. <laughs> I'm no, that's that very good, for, dude. You, you, know, you find a man freezing to death in the cold, and you give him your shirt. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> well, Matt, what do you what do you, what do you have to say about Dead and Mellow? 
I'm just excited about it. I don't know. It's it's hitting a lot of um, a lot of things that I've always kind of wanted to do, and I've always seen not being done, in I'm in music too, in a lot of ways. Like just the approach of like, I don't know, just trying to take on some of this shit that artists like do have to do. I identify a lot with that, like the stuff that you have to do, but like, a lot of times you just don't end up doing. Yeah. Like that's what labels used to do, and and artists are generally not wired for that. Exactly. That's like how like I can. I can think this way, like I could do this kind of stuff for somebody else, but when it comes to like doing my own work, it's hard. Like I just can't think that way about my own stuff and make that stuff at the same time. So it was kind of like, we'll set up a means for people who are like that to be able to just kind of relax and make their shit. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm, I'm most excited about that. And, And I, I, I assume at this point, everyone listening understands where you come from in this, where, Matt is a folk musician. Well, and not just a folk musician, right? I mean, on the, what do you? Well, you're a musician. You're, yeah, I don't know, I guess. <laughs> he's a folk artist and also a great guitarist. Uh, hey, dude, you're, I love it. That was one of the first times we hung out. We jammed, and it was like, oh, we hit a groove immediately together. Yeah, that was fun. That's really all this is. This whole thing's been, dude. Is uh, we met on AM radio. I, I liked Matt's sad music, and I wanted to do a sad character. <laughs> I was sad on that radio show. Yeah, my, dude. My God, I was in a place at that time. Yeah. Um, and uh, then Matt and I, we just, he, he came over once to go over some sad man stuff. And I had a jam space for an attic. <laughs> and it was just uh, one of those things where we just fucking hit it off right off the bat, and we just keep clicking on these things. So it, would, it just keeps snowballing into, you know. Went from having a comedy act to now we co-own a comedy. Does your stove have buttons? It does. It's from like 1952. Whoa. Yeah, man. What? Old so stove. what? So all those buttons are like low, high, mediums? Yeah. Three is medium. High is high. Warm is low. Huh. Low is low. Warm is pointless. And it's gas, I assume, right? It's not electric. Uh no, it's electric. It is electric, and it's yeah. just a really old electric oven. Yeah, stove. Oh yeah, it's got like compartments in it and shit, dude. Those gauges don't work, but wow, it's very good. Good stove, yeah. Huh, good stove, dude. Crazy yeah. stove. I love that thing. I, I want to keep that as long it's got as possible. Two ovens? No, one's a drawer. One's a drawer. The oven door you got to really kick sometimes, but no, is it two doors for one big oven? No, one's a drawer, like one pulls. Oh, one. So only half of that is an oven, and the other half that that is just a drawer. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Fuck. Do you got <laughs> two? <laughs> there we go. So hold on. All right. So there's that's a tiny oven then. Yeah, it's very small. Which I guess I should have guessed because I, I saw your mom using the oven. It's a turkey I was watching width. Her. Yeah. Huh? It's a turkey width. Okay. It's the measurement of an oven. And then one warming drawer and then one second drawer? There's no warming drawer. It's a tiny-ass oven and a bunch of storage for some reason. Interesting. I bet one's a warming drawer. I mean, really, that corner of the kitchen warms up when the oven's Well, I think that's all a warming drawer is, is just like the hot hot drawer underneath the hot oven. I wonder if we could just put food in there. Probably. I I wouldn't know. It's disgusting, but... yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, so like I said, I assume people know where Matt's coming from, where he's a musician that I dragged into doing comedy and then it went off well. And I just will close this out with you coming to terms 
with the fact that you now own a comedy label. <laughs> and how the fuck did that happen? And at what point did you realize that this is like that comedy was becoming a big share of what you do? I like to think I was born with it, Helen. Um, well, I, I've, <laughs> I've worked with you for years. You were not. No, no, I don't know. I just like it. Like I just, uh, it was such a, in the beginning, kind of a, just a new thing. And I was like, I, I don't know. I just had nothing to do. I liked hanging out with you. It was like, this is cool. And then I did it and I was like, this is fun. And it's crazy out of my comfort zone. Like all of it, every, even just during like the course of the day of the gig, like every yeah. step of it is different from what my life was. So I was like, this is kind of good. Like this is pushing me a lot and I like it and I get like wicked stage fright. So doing this is like horrendous in that respect, but it's really fun. And then I just started to really like it. And then I started meeting like the people and stuff and liking hanging around those scenes. And so yeah, now it's, I don't know. It just kind of feels normal in a weird way. Like I still yeah. don't feel like it's, like it doesn't feel real in a lot of ways. Like it does, but it doesn't, you know, like I still don't feel like a, like I'm not a fucking comic or something, but yeah. it's just kind of like, yeah, cause we're pretty removed from any scene. <laughs> yeah. Like Boston knows us the best, obviously, but we don't hit open mics really. Yeah. And it feels like it, it feels the same for music in a lot of ways, to yeah. be honest. Like when I think about it, I am a musician more obviously, cause that's more my, I speak that language more. I've been doing that for more years and everything, but I don't, I've never been a part of really any scene. It just doesn't, I've never yeah. had like the social skills for that. So, cause like I, I mean, I wasn't comfortable taking you on tour. Like I felt bad. No, I had a blast. Like, I, I like, like booking, like literally up until like the last week of tour. I was like, Oh man, does enjoy doing this. Yeah. No, I mean, I love like everybody we've met has been super cool. And Andy, it's been a, it's been a blast. All the shit we do together is way more fun than any other fucking comedy I've done. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I love that. It's like all kind of, it's the right balance of like, it's scary. It's fun. It's exciting. It's challenging. Like it's constantly new. Yeah, exactly. And, and there's just so much more turnover. Like you can go up and bomb one night and the next night is kind of new. And it's different from like if I cut a record and then I go out and I play that record. It's like I'm just singing my diary. If I eat shit, like I can survive it. But it's different than when we go up and do this and like we can reinvent it the next night. And yeah. The improv part of it, I suppose, right? Like, yeah. You know, it's kind of. The elasticity of the performances. And I was thinking recently about how like the shows are so much the premises are so much different from music, like the naked show and things like that. Like you don't have that in the hey, folk dude, world. You've you know? done comedy naked. <laughs> yeah, and I'm thinking like folk, it's like, it's the most creative format you'll get. It's like a round robin. Yeah. Cause it just doesn't need those formats. It's like, it's about the, like the people are playing their songs and that's yeah. the thing. But I fucking love that we can drop into one of these things and it's like, all right, you're going to take off all your clothes and you're going to go up and you're going to pretend to be this guy it's like okay sure yeah. <laughs> let's get naked and goof off it's so fun like it's just so like i never know what the hell to expect i love it and and everybody was has been really like nice to me the whole time and it's just it's been good it's been really like a pretty pretty good blast the whole time it's been a crazy few years dude yeah but, uh yeah man i mean it's nuts to think that we went from um we're gonna be doing like a full retrospective podcast on the sad band over at the patreon Mm. But uh, we'll get into it like a little bit here very quickly before we eat our quesadillas. Yeah. But like it started off, we did the sad man just as like, hey, Matt, when I have like a hell gig, would you want to do this with me? <laughs> yeah. Just for the sake of like, just so we can really lean into hell gigs and have a I good time with it. I love hell gigs, man. And, and that's all oh, I knew man. about you is yeah. that you made sad music 
um, you had some problems, mm. and you loved a hell gig. And I was like, damn, dude, that's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that is what I because remember. Because our, our mutual friend too. is not into hell gigs or and doesn't really have the same problems. And that's why our band broke up, and I was spiraling. And <laughs> <laughs> but that can't be it, because that's also why our band broke up. Well, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, dude, it's wild that this next fucking chapter of our career together is co-champions of Dead and Mellow. Yeah, I'm excited. Dude. We're going to do some good shit. It's going to be a blast. Uh, and 2020 is going to be a very good year for, I don't want to say this negatively, but like the small potatoes of comedy. You know? <laughs> How is that positive? Because we're not fucking... Comedy Central. Yeah, no, it's true. You know what I mean? There's, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, there's, like only, there's, there's only ever, like, you sit in a club alone until, and, like, this is, like, the comedy mentality. You keep doing these shows until you get a Just for Laughs audition or you get yeah. on a, a network TV show or someone from, you know, HBO or Comedy Central says, film your special here. Yeah. But there's never been someone down here with everyone else on the ground being like, you know what? Fuck it. We'll gather this, you know? Yeah. There's more than the police chief, you know, there's lieutenants, there's sergeants, there's yeah. majors. No, I think that's the big, like, that's the niche that seems cool to try. Guys are small potatoes <laughs> and I will cut that line out. <laughs> I won't. No, I know what you mean though. It's like, it's not like, it's like the gatekeepers philosophy. You know? Yeah. Like we don't need that. I think Craig said it at one point, like there's no rules. There's only suggestions. Yeah. Kind of, I got that sense from a lot of different scenes over the years that like a lot of people just do it the way it is being done because that's what you do. And then this was one of the clearest examples when we started talking about it of like, I bet there's a bunch of other ways that this could be done. And people are just too like spread thin trying to do it at yeah. all that they can't do this. And for whatever reason, we don't have lives. So well, it's because we got nothing else really to live for. So yeah. So it's like, let's fucking get that depression all harnessed up. And yeah. Turn it into something, and it's, it's feeling like that at this point for me, at least. Like the whole falls felt like that. So, yeah, dude. I mean, it's it's gonna be wild next year when we start start recording and start releasing stuff. Yeah. But uh, hey, look out soon for some noise breaker mm-hmm. for a new Alan Richardson album. Mm-hmm. Uh, some dead and mellow merch. You can go to our uh, website and look at uh, our comics coming up for the next year. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be a fucking wild ride. It is. But I think it's a good time to sign off and eat some quesadillas. Yeah. So start saying uh, ciao. Yeah. I think I brought this up with you before. In Maryland. I did? Yeah. You don't remember, you don't remember that? It was no. a crazy moment. What was it? You said, let's start saying ciao. Okay. And, oh, yeah. And then yeah, I yeah. was like, yeah, ciao, Bella, ciao, Bella. Yeah, that was freaking And weird. then we just all of a sudden drove by a fucking place called Ciao Bella. <laughs> In like the sticks. It was like, yeah. whoa. It was uh, we had turned of... off. We turned off the highway. <laughs> <laughs> we had turned off the highway to go to Uncle Ed's Elephant Museum and Candy Emporium. As you do when you're in that neck of the woods. As you do. Yeah. Then we drove by Chow Bella. Yeah. But, um, yeah, everybody, go to Like Dead and Mellow on Facebook. Like it on Instagram. Go to our fucking webpage. Find uh, find Alan Richardson on Spotify now. And uh, fucking rip it up. Welcome to the plot. Ciao. Yeah. <laughs>